Here's a familiar story in our region. An old brick textile mill is turned into something hip, perhaps a brewery, apartments, or a food hall. But attempts to redevelop a 130-year-old cotton mill in downtown Davidson have failed. The problem is cancer-causing asbestos. The asbestos has been an environmental hazard to the historically black neighborhood that surrounds the mill, and in some ways, the failed redevelopments have protected residents who fear being priced out of their homes if the mill is redeveloped. Today, WFAE begins a three-part series that examines these hazards and fears as another developer tries to find a new use for the mill. Environmental reporter David Borax kicks off the series today with a story on how asbestos became such a problem. The Linden Mill is a one-story brick complex next to the Norfolk Southern Railroad tracks in downtown Davidson, tracks that have long divided the black and white sides of town. It was built as a cotton mill in 1891, one of two in town, and became a major employer, for white folks anyway. That changed in 1930, when Carolina Asbestos Company moved in. They hired black workers as well as white ones, says historian and former Davidson College archivist Jan Blodgett. Prior to this, the two mills that had existed, they only hired a few African-Americans to be maintenance workers. You could work at the college and be a maintenance worker. The asbestos mill started offering actual jobs, not just maintenance jobs. So for the African-American community, this was actually a bit of a boon. Davidson resident Frank Jordan was 19 years old in 1966 when he landed a job at the asbestos factory. But that economic opportunity came with health risks. It was so dusty in there that you couldn't see each other 10 foot apart. Uh-huh. That's how much dust they had going on in there. But at that time, I didn't know that poison to your system. Jordan remembers it permeating the town. I, I worked on first shift in there uh, from 7 to 3.30. And when you leave out in the afternoon, it looked like snow outside. Even in the churchyard, it was covered. Asbestos is a naturally occurring group of minerals valued for their fireproof qualities. But people have long known that breathing its tiny fibers can lead to health problems like lung cancer and asbestosis. Linda Reinstein is president and co-founder of the California-based Asbestos Disease Awareness Organization. There is no safe level of asbestos exposure. So when you breathe these nearly invisible fibers, you can never, as you exhale your breath, you don't exhale these fibers. They're short, spindly, often sharp fibers that embed themselves into the area of the uh, lining around the lung. Carolina Asbestos made insulating fabric, colorful building shingles, and automotive brake linings. Even in the factory's early years, asbestos was making people sick. In 1936, former employees sued the company after being diagnosed with asbestosis. But they lost in court, says Blodgett. The case is going to come down in the end to the court saying that because the mill couldn't have known at the time they were injuring their workers, they weren't liable. Many longtime residents of Davidson's historically black West Side neighborhood have lost family members or friends to what they believe were asbestos-related illnesses. Former town board member Garfield Carr says both his father and grandfather died of cancer after working at the mill. There were no autopsies or rulings certifying that asbestos was the cause, says Carr. I wish I had a more definitive answer, but, you know, unfortunately... I don't, but um, given the time that they both worked there and the conditions that they worked under, I would almost say it had a contributing factor. Another former asbestos worker, Willie Brandon, died of lung cancer in 1984 at just 64 years old. 
His son, Marvin Brandon, says when Willie died, his death certificate listed asbestos as the cause. It wasn't mesothelioma the way they do it now. I think it says asbestos side, asbestos whatever. Asbestos is still all over the west side, and environmental contamination remains a risk. Along the street behind the mill, there's a block-long, 25-foot-high mountain of buried asbestos facing the neighborhood. Some residents call it Asbestos Hill or Mystery Hill. Former Davidson Mayor John Woods remembers riding his bike there in the 1950s when it was just a shallow pond filling up with waste asbestos. He and his friends used to make bets what color it would be. It could be asbestos white or purple and uh, that green uh, color. And it was just a local joke to us kids because we didn't understand, of course, the implications of that. By the late 1960s, Carolina asbestos had changed owners. Within a few years, the mill shut down as new health and environmental regulations came into force. It became a warehouse and distribution center. In 1976, Charlottean Robert Kenyon bought it as a retirement investment. His daughter, Cynthia Chereau of Seattle, says he had no idea there was asbestos there. There was no disclosure of the environmental uh, condition in the paperwork, but uh, I don't think he knew about it. That was 1984. State environmental officials ordered Kenyon to recover the mound of asbestos and monitor it regularly, which he did. When he died in 2004, Chereau and her two siblings inherited the mill. They've been looking for a buyer ever since. It's prime real estate, just a block from restaurants and shops on Davidson's thriving Main Street. But it's an environmental nightmare. In 2016, a groundhog burrowed into the mound and released asbestos. Asbestos was also found running down the street. Contractors installed a new cover of soil, matting, and grass, but even that's temporary. Chereau hopes eventually a developer will buy the property and clean up the site. Everyone wants a, a great project uh, on this site and um, a permanent solution to the environmental problem that is, you know, historic here. But many in the West Side neighborhood don't want to see the site disturbed. Here's Evelyn Carr, the mother of Garfield Carr, speaking at a community meeting about the latest development plan in 2019. I'm hoping that you don't do it because we have lost a lot of people. I lost my daddy, I lost my husband from asbestos. And if y'all go in there now and tear this asbestos up, I have lived in that asbestos for 90 years. I'm 90 years old. And I don't care what you do to it, you can't protect that asbestos. That sentiment doesn't surprise Woods. He heard it often as mayor, and he understands. This site is an, an example of the community relations that exist uh, here in Davidson. The lingering, long-standing uh, mistrust, in some cases, of intentions. Adding to that mistrust are two other concerns. Worries that redevelopment will speed gentrification of the neighborhood, and the discovery that many yards and driveways on the west side are also contaminated with waste asbestos that once floated there or was brought from the plant as fill. It was kind of one of those unspoken things that, that it was okay to, to go on site and just shovel up those fragments. And you can imagine the dust that occurred from that and, and probably was carried all over town, literally. Coming up tomorrow, we'll look at how the EPA has spent millions of dollars cleaning up those yards and how even street work in the neighborhood brings out workers in white suits. Then Wednesday, we'll look at how asbestos and community tension have stifled repeated efforts to redevelop the old mill. For WFAE News, I'm David Borax in Davidson.